It's the Hedonistic Way podcast. It's a way of life. It tastes like freedom. It's the most divine microcosm. Mind blowing. It's a revolution. Heart wide open. Liberated love. It's liberated love. Conscious conversation. Conscious conversations. The exhilarated expansion of self. Sacred sexuality. Call it whatever you like. All I know. Is it, is it feels, feels amazing. amazing? It's the most decadent way. It's the most decadent way to live life. Intimate and intuitive conversations with epic humans who are disrupting the status quo and living a life with stereo untypical success. Hello and welcome to the Hedonistic Way Show. I am Renee Main and I felt really called to talk about today how I really feel like we are fundamentally flawed as a society when we deem hedonism and pleasure as a characteristic weakness, as a flaw. Like, I think that at the crux of of all that life has to offer, that all that life gives us and throws at us, if we are nothing else, then why are we here if not to feel good and, you know, feel these magical moments that life offers us? And I was thinking over the weekend that I think, you know, in my experience, and I would love to know your thoughts on this, is how you view pleasure and hedonism where is it on the priority list and is it something that you keep hidden is it important to you how where is it on that Richter scale of an important thing to feel in your life because here's the thing is over the weekend I was you know part of a conversation that that someone had said, you know, um, referred to hedonism as a weakness or a character flaw or something to balance out. And, you know, everything in our lives, you know, has an opposite, right? And so when we open ourselves up to pushing that edge of what that is, but it's more about how we perceive it. So when I talk about, you know, that edge, it's how we perceive that edge. What is that opposite? And do opposites really exist? So A Course in Miracles talks about that which is all-encompassing has no opposites. And so this really is such a beautiful quote because it begs to question then what is opposite what is right what is wrong what is pleasure what is pain what are these things because i was thinking just before about 
um, you know, about the universal laws. And, of course, we have the immutable laws, which are the universal laws that are unchanging, right? Now, with those unchanging laws, so that is really, it's scientifically proven that, you know, we are all of the one mind, you know, quantum physics, and I'm sure a lot of scientists would argue, you know, but the research is showing us that we are all a vibration. We are everything is is energy first. And that really, um, you know, is, in my opinion, unquestionable. Um you know, right now. So these immutable laws are unchanging. But what I want to talk about is the mutable laws. And if you've been, you know, tuning in for a while, um, you'll know that I refer to the mutable laws a lot because they're the ones that are changing. And they're the ones that are man-made. So these man-made laws were designed to change, that it is ancient wisdom that were designed to mutate. We were designed to evolve past them, through them, yeah, to melt into them to a point where we have to question, will they even ever exist or why do they even exist at all? Because they are man-made. So this ancient wisdom is really adapted in every single religion and spiritual belief in some way, irregardless of what your belief is. They all really resemble um, these universal laws. So what has that got to do with pleasure and what has that got to do with hedonism and how did it become viewed and perceived as a flaw? So in... In order to be a good human, then we have to live by a certain set of rules whereby we adhere to this certain way of living, right? But what happens when we question that? So these mutable laws, let's talk about the law of polarity. And this is something, you know, that really speaks to me in terms of hedonism and pleasure and why it's perceived as a flaw or a weakness. We are human and I know, shock, right? So, <laughs> so you know, we're here to have a very human experience. We're here to, you know, and again, doesn't matter where your beliefs are in this is no one can deny this fact that, yes, we're energy first. Yes, you know, we're more than this human body, but we're also here for a very, you know, a very particular reason. And we chose this life in this time for a reason. And we have to trust that. And, you know, less trying to outsmart it and manipulate and dictate it and more 
leaning in and melting into, okay, why am I really here? Like, what is this thing? What is this flavor? And for me, hedonism and pleasure allows us to melt into the moment and bring us absolute presence to right here, right now, that like I'm here right now that I am aware that I'm having this conversation with you. I am absolutely aware. I am conscious to what I'm delivering to you. And this is bringing me absolute pleasure and hedonism. Does that make it bad or wrong? Absolutely not. It means that we are here because life you know, many would say is designed to screw us over, right? Life throws us some curveballs where we will be on our knees, where we are exposed to this absolutely horrific truth of our existence and adversity that we're faced with, and maybe some more than others, but it is really unavoidable. So what then is the point if we cannot find solace in pleasure and hedonism and this is where we get to really play with the law of polarity and the opposites because we get to go okay what if we could just instead of trying to resist the pain instead of trying to pretend that it's not there which is as a society that's what we've done we're conditioned we're told that we need to push down our pain we need to pretend that it doesn't exist we need to avoid our feelings and it's wrong to feel sad or angry or rage so these very real emotions just get suppressed and suppressed and suppressed and squandered and pushed down And with that, we're also told that, you know, we need to relate in a certain way. And in order for us to be sexy or attractive or to connect with this partner or to be seen and viewed as this whatever, however you want to be viewed, we need to look like this and we need to act like this. We need to say this and don't say this. So it comes with, again, another ridiculous set of rules that we have to try to adhere to. So what happens is we're getting all of these mixed messages like, oh, just be yourself, just relax and do this thing but but don't say that and don't show up as that and you can't wear that or you'll be perceived as this right you can't do that because you might do this and so therefore we go oh wow like I actually have this desire to say this right now or to wear this or to go and say this or show up as this but I can't do that because what will people think and what will people say and I don't want to be perceived as a know-it-all or a slut or easy, or stupid, or whatever these things are that we try and tell ourselves, or society tells us. So the mixed messages are absolutely ridiculous. And what's happening is every time we do this, we go, okay, I'm going to pretend that this isn't, isn't important to me. So the more we pretend, our nervous system tightens it it contracts right and so we resist and when we resist it actually it causes stress in our bodies and it causes this memory this cellular dna memory in our bodies where we go i can't feel this and if i feel this then i'm i'm saying then i'm bad or i'm wrong or what will the universe deliver me or whatever that thing is you know so depending on you know kind of what 
personal development path or spiritual path or whatever kind of awakening you've you've been on will determine you know what you believe around that but I really think that in trying to do all this and be this person with all of these rules we've forgotten who we are and we've forgotten the point of life you know and I think that you know it's like for me life is like a clitoris right it's you know its sole function is to bring us pleasure now if we weren't expo- if we weren't supposed to experience pleasure it would not exist right life is exactly the same we're here to experience pleasure in all moments even the really yucky ones that feel hard and suck you know they can feel hard and they can feel ugly and vulnerable and all of these things but ultimately we have to be able to sit with ourselves and be okay with it right and trust that everything is here for our evolution because if I don't have that belief and that trust that deep deep trust what do I have like what do we have if we don't have that deep trust right we have resentment we have unworthiness we have uncertainty, it's really murky, right? And therefore, you just kind of tiptoe in life and you get swayed by life and everything that it delivers us. And we can't be sovereign and anchored into this life that we actually really friggin' want to live. Tell me one person that doesn't really want to feel life, right? At one point, We all want to feel life move through us. We all want to feel alive in life because we're here for such a short time. And this is, you know, for me right now, I'm questioning the rules. I'm questioning the societal conditioning. I'm questioning how the fuck did we get to a stage in our lives and in our society where society views pleasure as a weakness, as a flaw, as something that we shouldn't experience. That is ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. And I question everything that is around that because for me, it does not make sense because if I'm going to show up to my kids, if I'm going to show up to my partner, to my friends, my family, to everybody, it is too hard to carry all this baggage and all these rules with me. So what if we just put them down? What if we just open up and go, okay, this is who I am. And this is what's alive in me right now. And detach from all the stories that we tell ourselves. And we tune back in to what we really want. And what we truly desire, and I'm not talking about the house that you want, the car that you want, the holiday that you want to go on, like the business that you want to have, the whatever. There's nothing wrong with having goals. I'm not saying that. And there's nothing wrong with wanting a nice car or a nice house or whatever. But I do want to say that there is something underneath that. What is underneath that? Because we're not here to tick a fucking box. 
We're not here to tick a box because I'm pretty sure we've ticked a lot of boxes and we're at the point where we can go, you know what, it actually didn't make me, it didn't make me happy. It didn't make me feel more, more alive. It still made me feel unfulfilled, not content in life and completely unfulfilled in my relationships because we are completely detached from our desires and our pleasures. They are breadcrumbs that bring us to the path of awakening, of enlightenment, to feeling friggin' amazing in our life, to actually then being of service in a way where we're not feeling constricted by all the friggin' rules, right? Why don't we question and disrupt the status quo and question the system and the machine and the structure of all of it? Because what is underneath that, right? What is it? How do we show up if it's not for personal gain and personal agenda and absolute benevolence. What if we be of service when we actually want to serve in a way that lights us up, that makes us feel alive, right? Where we can both find pleasure in the moment and melt into the moment and feel like we're much more than this human body but also really honouring our human body. For me, that is really what it means to be hedonistic, holy and human, and that is everything in our lives. So this is, you know, for me, this is really important. And what happens, what does life look like when we do this, when we go, okay, what do I really want? Like what is underneath that? What are these breadcrumbs? And what if I move past all of these mixed messages and actually just connect back in to who I really am? What if I went, you know what, like I'm tired. I'm tired of worrying about what people think about me. I'm tired of worrying what I should say and what I shouldn't say, what I should wear and what I shouldn't wear. I'm tired of all the friggin' rules. I just want to be me. And for me to be me, I need to be free, right? For me to be free, I need to be me. And that's just the way it is. And that is why we, you know, this is why I won't say we need because we don't need anything. But this is why it's so fun to play with polarity, to play with the universal laws because they're designed to change right? So the more we use play and exploration to push our edge, the more we get to break the rules, right? The more we get to step outside of our comfort zone and do something frigging significant and amazing with our lives in a way that feels really good for us. Because here's the thing, for us to truly be of service, and I know that, you know, if you're listening to this, I know you want to make a change. I know you want to do something significant. You know, you want to do something and make, you want to feel life. Let's pretend, stop pretending that, you, that we don't. We want to make a difference. And that's a beautiful thing. That's not a bad thing. That is a beautiful thing. And sometimes, you know, as, as women, we feel really disempowered by the inequality of life, right? But... I was having this conversation in a clubhouse room last night 
is women will change and have the power to make real change, right? Because we are, as long as we are the primary caretakers of our children, the majority of us are, right? We're serving in a way. We run these households. We do all these things. We can influence and make generational change by tapping into what we want, by questioning the structures and the system, by making real change within ourselves. We will make generational change for our children and their children and their children, right? Because we are much, we are much more aware, we are free in a way that our ancestors were not. So, you know, it's something that we don't want to squander. It's something that we want to go, okay, like I can't just sit on my hands. I can't just play small. I can't pretend that I don't have these desires to do this thing, to stand by my man's side and just watch him conquer the world and do amazing things and climb this corporate ladder or whatever it is, is we get to go, what is my path of service? How can I show up and how can I be this change? And that really is about, for me, is what, you know, the, the work of the intuitive dominatrix and somatic kink is really about, is really getting to the crux of what you want, realising the thread, the parallels that are running throughout your whole entire life that subconsciously is driving the ship right, and creating your reality. So what fundamental changes do we have to make? Where do you have to meet yourself? And what unhidden, what unhidden, what hidden kinks do we need to, do we need to uncover and disclose in order for you to step into who you really are? And so as men, men can support women in this by tuning into what do you want? What do you really want? What feels alive in you? What's going to turn you on? How do you want to feel in life, right? And then we get to worship each other because women can be less angry at men because it's not men's fault that we live in this machine of inequality. The white patriarch is a system. The white patriarch is a structure, right? That yes, was created by white men thousands of years ago. But right now, we're all at a place where we cannot worship each other because we're surrounded in so much structure and rules that no longer apply to this because we aren't pushing the edge of those mutable laws. We aren't pushing the edge enough and therefore we're not evolving to the degree of what we can what we can do because let me tell you this is that when women do this when women bring in money when br women bring in change they will they will serve 
this they will serve humanity in a completely different way they will show up in a completely different way it will not to be serving the a hierarchical model of change so where one person gains or one percent gains we will serve in a completely different way where everyone gains right and that is where our power lies and we cannot be afraid of that and we cannot squander that either and that is feeling really alive in me you know right now and you know when we talk about what women want you know women want this we're craving for this we hunger for this but it still feels too big and too hard so we need to bring it back to self and the more we bring it back to self, we get to go, you know what? Okay. What do I really want? Like, why do I, okay, I want this house or I want this car, but why do I really want this? Why? How is it going to make me feel to do this? And our men can go, what do you really want? You know? Ask us questions, probe us for information, because the more questions, we ask the deeper we can you know we can dive into this and the more fun and play and exploration that we can have right the more we see each other and i think that's such a beautiful thing is a beautiful thing happens when someone can read the other person in terms of yeah i see you i hear you and tell me more about that I think that is a beautiful thing and it's less resistance, less, you know, this because right now I think a lot of people have the desire and they'll go, yeah, cool, I really want to do this thing and then they get to this edge and then they, they, they harden up against that edge. They stop against that edge and they're at the tipping point of where real change happens and a lot of people will walk away from that edge but if you're listening to this, I want you to ask you to go past that edge, to push that edge, to play with that edge, to fuck that edge hard or soft or slowly, whatever you want. But the more we get to do that, the more real change that we can make, the more we can serve in a way because all the gooey, juicy, yummy, delicious center, it's on the other side of that edge. Right, so we're at a time where we're oozing out, we're pulsating up in this box and it's time to just let the box crumble, let it dismantle and, you know, let us forge a new path and let us ask questions. But it really does begin with what you really want and um, I hope, you know, that this has given you an opportunity or an insight or inspiration to dig deeper in how can I support my sisters? How can I support my lover, my partner, my wife, my husband? How can I worship them more? And let me ask questions about what is turning them on right now. What feels alive in you right now? What are you craving right now? Because these, like this is these are juicy conversations to have right now. 
and um, you know, begins with just taking time and stopping and melting into the moment and being aware and that is a beautiful thing to do to show up where you can stand in front of another another human and see them and hear them and hold them because if we're not here to connect then what are we here to do and that is how we relate right that is the only realistic and sustainable way we can do this so hedonism and pleasure absolutely matters and the more we dive into that i think the more decadent and amazing we feel and we stop trying to be someone that we're not something that we're not and we're not dictated by all these rules and we actually feel free which is amazing so that is me i would love to hear your thoughts on this where you're at with this what's been your journey with this if you feel like someone would really benefit from this share away leave a comment and let's make a difference let's let's collaborate and let's just go you know what like let's be on a rampage of appreciation and you know we can actually make a difference when we acknowledge each other and go yeah i see you i hear you and i love you so that is me over and out and i'll be back next time let me know where you're at okay bye everybody have a great day <laughs>